introduce to some and to expose other members of the FXW community to not only a good friend, but preschool teacher for our, my younger two sons, amazing um, figure in the FXW community, Beth Amitangelo. And she is a parent, an, an, alum, an, an alumni parent now, as well as a current parent. And I would love to turn over the reflection reins to give you a little bit of a window into uh, her world. She has an amazing testimony, her journey through since she first became a part of this community. So Beth, I would love for you to just tell us a little bit about uh, what initially brought you to FXW and how many, how long ago that was. What initially brought me to FXW was I was a recent college grad and I had taught for one year in the suburbs at the time, back in the early nineties. And I knew I wanted to move to the city. So I started interviewing at a variety of schools in the city, both public and private. And I remember it was a beautiful spring day and I walked into FXW and I was greeted by this amazing woman, Mary Ellen Karen. Connected on such a great level. It was an amazing interview. It was the start of a beautiful journey. I knew the second I left that interview that this is the place I wanted to be. And this woman became, not only was she the founder of our amazing school, she also became my mentor. I haven't always taught preschool, but I started my career off in early childhood, um, have a master's in early childhood. And I knew that was always my first love. In college, I worked at the Head Start program and fell in love with those three and four-year-olds and knew that's where I wanted to be. Went on to get my master's in early childhood and spent many years teaching preschool, but I have also taught second, third, and fifth grade. Yeah. And at the time at FXW, uh, Mary Ellen and I had talked and she wanted to open up a half-day preschool. So that was the first half-day preschool. We were going to try it for a year to see if families were attracted to that type of program. And they were. It really, really worked for a lot of our families that were living and commuting in the city at that time. So that, how long were you there? I was there and I did move on to second grade at a certain point, um, but my first stint at FXW lasted just about seven years. And then I went on to work in the public schools. And how long were you with the public schools? With the public schools, um, about eight years. Okay, wow. I'm not dating myself at all. <laughs> well, you, well, even though, you know, our, our, our listeners cannot see you, I know you look good. So it's just amazing to have one, another fun fact that I learned, oh, I think at the beginning of this year, um, in, in some work that we were doing with the admissions team is that the, the average tenure of the preschool teachers um, right now is at 14 years. That is fascinating. And I mean, that includes some that are, you know, very new to the program. So for that to be the average number of years is, is, is kind of mind blowing. And it shows that, that continuity of care that we, that we talk about in the preschool program that also exists with our families, that exists with, uh, with our faculty, and definitely is the foundation, that preschool team, tight, amazing preschool team, regardless of which program you're in, lay, you know, lay such a great foundation for our students and for our families, really. That's, that's the hub of where the families become connected to our community. So you're gone for eight years and then you're back. What, what happened there? What was that transition? Yeah, um, you know, it's really interesting. So I left FXW for a variety of reasons um, and was very excited to work in my neighborhood public school. 
just for a fresh start and just to have a different experience. I'm a big believer in public schools and a huge role in our country and et cetera. So I really wanted part of my career to be in the public school so I could experience that. And it was my first week in the public schools. And I had kind of a unique position at the time. I was not in the classroom. I was working with administrators in the office. And um, during my first week at my new job, 9-11 happened. And, you know, that's a day most of us will never forget. For me, I had just started a new job. It was a time when people had like flip phones, but they did not have, we didn't really have computers in the classroom. People definitely did not have the devices and access to information like they do now. Right. So my job that day to kind of keep the calm and to inform our staff as to what was going on was to kind of go around to classrooms and talk to teachers update them on what was going on, let them know if kids in their classroom were being picked up. And it was this really pivotal day for me because every classroom I walked into, the teachers would say, Beth, what should we do? And coming from a very faithful family, coming from my only experience being in a faith-based school, the immediate thing I wanted to say was pray, get your class together and say a prayer Right. because there was no solution that day. And there was no right or wrong on what to do. And I realized that I was in a public school and that probably was not the right answer for that environment. And I remember I was not married. I did not have children. I knew my life would bring me back to FXW when I had kids that day, my very first week in the public schools. I loved my experience there, but that day told me I need to be in a place where this happens or something happens. I need to be able to say a prayer with my classroom with my colleagues and have no questions asked. So at that time, I knew when I had kids, I wanted them to be in a faith-based school. I am not Catholic. I'm Christian, you know? Um, So, and I knew FXW from being a shooting stars teacher in second and third grade, really embraced all religions, embraced character development, spiritual growth, and praying to whoever, whatever you need to pray or or to. Right. And I just knew that day that I would, it, my journey would bring me back at some point. I didn't know. I ended up staying in the public schools, getting married, having both my kids while I taught there, had this amazing experience. And then after my son was born, I really realized I wanted to be part-time. It's a lot going on. And Mary Riling at the time was the head of school and called me and it worked out. I was able to come back as a three-day preschool teacher. And that is where I met you. Yeah, that's where you met me. My first year back. I don't think I knew that I needed that for myself. Yeah. My future family until that day happened. I'd always just kind of taken it for granted. And again, felt like I could fill that on the home front. Yeah. And and, and, and clearly that still stays with us today. Um, so how long have you been a three-day teacher? 12 years. For you younger parents, this, yeah, this time goes by really fast. So <laughs> soak it up. Um, even in the midst of all that we're dealing with, with the pandemic and, and racial unrest and, you know, the wake of an election, just like soak up the little things and, and, and enjoy the, every moment that you can with, with your children, regardless of the stage that they're in, but particularly when they're this little. 12 years later, you are still rocking and rolling in, in three-year preschool, even though it looks like- And I love it. I love every day of it. <laughs> <laughs> but then you also have, you also have a new role that, new-ish 
role that added. So tell, tell us a little bit about that, uh, your, your, your position as a Living the Le- Legacy Coordinator. And when did that start? Back about a few years ago, you know, and I have to say back in the early 90s when I started working at FXW, service was always an integral component of education. I remember back then working with Misericordia and um, a variety of other um, needs-based organizations, bringing them in the classroom, going on field trips. So service, I think it's important to know that has always been one of the foundations of the school. And as the school grew, the need for service and service opportunities also grew, as did the demand from our families. Right. Our families are very committed to doing service. During that time, we had a parent that it was really parent-run, classroom teacher-run, that sort of thing. But again, as the school grew and the needs grew, um, it became clear that there needed to be someone working at the school to kind of oversee and coordinate these massive endeavors that Living the Legacy takes on. And it, I was involved as a parent always, and it just kind of evolved. My kids were older. I had a little bit more time on my hands and I approached the administration and said, I'd really love to be a bigger part of this um, on my other two days during the week. And it's really evolved into this amazing position that I hold dear to my heart. Service was always a part of my life growing up and to be able to work with these organizations in the city has been completely enlightening and inspiring. And then to be able to bridge our community to a variety of organizations, bring our families to different neighborhoods. It has been a true joy. Well, we've all had the pleasure of watching this program develop and grow. And like you said, it's always been there, but um, the exponential growth that I think has has, um, taken place under your leadership and, and an incredible leadership team of folks, because when I sit in those legacy meetings, it's you are you are you are at the helm, but you are at the helm of an incredible group of parents that are very dedicated. Yes, right? teachers. I mean, it really is a massive group effort. It could not be without the support of the staff and uh, the families. You know, living the legacy during this time of COVID and the restrictions, we are still going strong. Our team is still going strong. Um, it may look a little different this year, but we truly believe in the mission of living the legacy and keeping service alive and well in our school. And the foundation, at, at the Thanksgiving drive is happening this year. And instead of packing boxes and having all of the volunteers come in, our goal is to just fill up the food pantry at St. Eulalie's, which is located in Maywood. We've worked with this parish for a number of years. We had some staff visit them last year, and the food pantry is virtually empty. So we are looking for donations at all grade levels, and a letter went out, and I think whatever people can give, whether it's just a can of beans or a box of pancake mix, whatever it is, we are so grateful and the parish is incredibly grateful. So we're thrilled that this tradition is able to continue as will lots of other Living Legacy events. It'll just look a little different this year. Beth, I just want to thank you for your time. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening to my story.